Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today we are having showers of blessing. Amen. Last week we were beaten by the sun. God has decided to comfort us. Hallelujah. So you know the protocol. When the rain comes, you find shelter. Just like you would have done if you were going shopping in town. And the rain came. Then after the rain, we come back and continue. Amen. But sit down for a moment. I think there's still, it's still not strong enough for us to run. Those of you who are watching, Ghana is uh, experiencing a good, strong sunshine with intermittent rains. So today the internet says we are having rain and it seems to be happening. But I want us to honor the Lord and say thank you. You know, today's offering, I mean this first offering, I want us to be thankful for something we don't like. Because it's raining, like it looks like it's interrupting us. It reminds me of things in our lives that we don't like, but they end up being good. Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for good for two types of people. Number one, those who are called. Are you called? Has God called you? Those are the back upstairs. Has God called you? Amen. Now, two groups of people for whom all things work together for good. One, those who are called. All things don't work together for good for everybody. But for two groups, number one, those who are called. So when you are called by God, you can rest assured that of the many things that happen to you, of which you don't like many. How many don't like many of the things that have happened? A lot of us. You know, in 1983, our university was closed down on the 7th of May. And it reopened the next year. The president we had at that time said that we shouldn't go to school. We should just go home. So we went. And we were relaxing in the house for one year. But in that one year, I was in London. And that is where I learned so much working in a church called Victory Church. And that's where I was ordained. So in the end, it worked out for my good because I had 
inside my medical school, I had a gap year of pastoral training. What do you think? An official paid pastoral training. So that one year was a very special year for me. I always remember my pastor because he ordained me uh, there in the church. Because that was a church that I worked for a whole year. So this pandemic, the rain, and anything else that we don't like, eh? including what somebody has done to you, do you get what I'm saying? If you have faith, it can work together for good. That's number one. And then number two, and don't ask me how, because I don't know how. I mean, there are many things when you ask me, is this, is this one also part of the things that can work together for My natural answer would be no. But by faith, yes. Amen. Number two, it works together for good for those that love God. How many of you love God? All right. So, if you are watching us online or on television or whatever, take out your special offering this afternoon of thank you, God, for a particular thing. I want you to write only two. Don't write seven things. When you write seven things that you don't like, you sound very some way to God. Can you imagine coming to God and say, I love you. These are seven things I don't like that you have allowed to happen in my life. So just write two things. Please leave the rest out. Okay? And let's believe God that these two things are going to work together for good for you if you are called and if you love God. These two conditions. It can and it will. I said it can and it will. Do you believe what I'm saying? It can and it will. So all that you need to do is to keep on maintaining your confession that it can and it will work together for my good in Jesus' name. I don't know how, but with time, you discover that the Bible is true. Let God be true and let every man be a liar. I remember one day, Allow me to talk as the, the rain is not so strong. So when it becomes strong enough, we take the offering and run away. <laughs> you know, some years ago, our church was attacked by the government of the day and broke down the church we were building. My li- I, I, I used to call it my life's work. But I didn't know there was more work. But for me, it was everything. Yeah. But that pushed us away to find the Kodesh. We found the Kodesh on the day that the walls were broken. That very day. It was a Thursday. It was broken in the morning. I saw Bishop Eddie's car driving to my house at dawn. He told me that the soldiers and the Caterpillars have come, entered the church and broken down. I said, what? Early in the morning, I was praying and I just happened to see his car coming there. That time he had a green car. I said, are you serious? 
the instructions had come from above. I said, wow. Powers are moving. (laughs) But God's power was over that power. God's power was over that power. And God was just pushing us out to better things. That polygonal building, 23 by uh, 40-something, that's the size of the different cathedrals we have been building. Many, 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 many. We, buy, we build, as we speak now, summer, the steel is on the sea. That's the Suez Canal concerns us now because it's passing through that place. Take your offering, please. The rain is coming. And write on your offering. This one will work together for good. Two things. Don't write seven. Two. Are you writing? Do you believe? Do you believe? You watch and see. A miracle is going to happen in your life. Take your offering and let's pray. If you are watching by television, this is the first offering of our miracle service today. All things work together for good offering. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for blessing us as we give today. Bless us. And Lord, when we return after the rain, we thank you. We'll be singing your praises even more. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Now we are back again. But I can feel some drops. So maybe we have to go and come again. Is that a problem for you? Okay. Now, today's offering is always a blessing and an impartation. And during this season, we are breaking curses. Now, look at 1 Chronicles chapter 21. Bible says, and Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. And David said to Joab, go and number. And Joab answered, the Lord make his people, why will he cause a trespass? Nevertheless, the king's word prevailed and Joab departed. All right. Now, verse 7, God was displeased with this thing. You know, when you work for somebody, you got to be careful about what displeases the person. And David said to God, I have sinned greatly because I have done this thing. I beseech thee, do away with the iniquity of thy servant. Now, sin is a mystery. And behind sin, your mistake is the devil. The Bible says Satan provoked David to do what he did. It didn't just happen. Satan provoked him. So there are spirits that provoke you to do certain things. And that's what the Bible calls the mystery of iniquity. Iniquity is mysterious. Because sometimes when somebody is involved in sin, you see at a point it doesn't make sense. The sin is senseless. And it is destructive, self-destructive. Like the madman of Gadara. Gadara. 
he was cutting himself with stones and at the same time he was crying. So it's like, it's not good for me, but I'm doing it. And I'm crying and I'm doing it and after that I'll continue crying. And I'll say sorry, but I'll do it again. How many of us ever said sorry and you did it again? How about any said sorry and you did it again and again? How about you said sorry and you did it again and again and again? It is a mystery. The Bible says, and Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. Now, even up till today, I don't really see what is wrong with numbering Israel personally. Because it doesn't look like a bad thing to me. It's a census, you know. You want to know the number of troops you have so that when you are going to war, you know what to do. But it's something God didn't want or like. So when you are working for somebody, you have to know what the person doesn't like. Me, for instance, there are some things I don't like. When you, when you do those things, you get me on the wrong side. I may never like you again till the end of this life. It's true. There are certain things. Not that I've decided that I don't like those things, but I've noticed that it wraps me on the wrong side. Yes. So if you, are, if you are working with me or for me, there are some things you should... Um, you, I mean, I don't know if you know, I don't know, if you, you know but you, you have to be careful of certain things. And they may be small things. That will go and number. As well. I, I don't like numbering. <laughs> don't number. And then you are numbering. It doesn't work at all. Because it is not your nation, Israel. You are a temporary king. For a short season and you will go away. It is God's people. And you are just put there for a short while. But sometimes when you stay in a job for some time, or you are around for some time, you become proud. Many people who have worked with me for some time have become proud. Including bishops, pastors, workers around. They sort of feel they know everything. So, oh, we know him. He'll come, he'll do this, he'll do this, he'll do that. And it's, it is a horrible thing to see. As we develop pride and presumption. But usually, it is your absence that reveals how unnecessary you were. You were like a beard which is shaved and the person is even more handsome without you. It looks better. So anybody who has been around for some time, religion when it stays for some time, you see that a kind of evil that develops is, is un, un, unprecedented, unbelievable, very remarkable. And that's why when I went initially to Rwanda and they were saying that, oh, pastors were involved in the genocide and I, initially, I just said, oh, there's always accusations about pastors and all that. When I went into it myself, I couldn't believe every, almost, almost every denomination had pastors, bishops, priests killing people. One, one pastor organized the whole, there was a church full of 
people, the people were inside the church, and he organized a bulldozer to bulldoze down the church with the people in it. Yes. I mean, and you would think, is it this denomination that are several? And you see them, they are wanted up till today. It's amazing. So religion, Jesus wasn't killed by armed robbers, and he wasn't killed by thieves. He was killed by pastors and religious people. And the point that I'm making is that when Christians stay for a long time at work and around, they often develop pride. And that pride makes them assume that it's a joint venture or some kind of union till your your, your removal or your absence reveals that, like I said, you were like a beard, which is actually quite non-essential. So I'm just saying to everybody who is part of us as you work, no matter the work you do, you see, you will realize that like David, Israel is not yours. You are just around as a temporary caretaker. And the one who created Israel says he doesn't like numbering. That's all. Are you there? Now, David said, I've sinned greatly for I have done very foolishly. No problem. So God said to his prophet, thus says the Lord, choose this one of these punishments and God gave him three options one was three years long one was three months long and one was three days long yes look at it he said either three years of farming or three months to be destroyed before thy foes. That's three months. They'll fight you and win for three months. Or else three days of the sword of the Lord. <laughs> three days of the sword of the Lord. Okay. Now what's the sword of the Lord? Notice. Even the pestilence, which was like an epidemic of the Lord. Especially of the Lord, you can see no human hand is involved in it. It says all the sword of the Lord, which is the pestilence in the land. Pestilence is the old uh, word, King James word for epidemic or disease spreading. Pestilence of the land. And the angel of the Lord destroying throughout the coasts of the Lord. Now, therefore, advise thyself. Now, therefore, do what? Advise thyself. Yes. What uh, I shall bring again to him that sent me. So, just decide. Sometimes God gives you options to choose. And that's where sometimes our wisdom and our way of thinking is revealed. So I believe that whatever, you know, you learn 
I'm, and I'm saying this for those of us who work at different places. Remember that this person you are working with for, there are some things you better watch out for. And when we work for God, there are some things he doesn't like. Yeah. Now, sin always goes with a punishment. You see, God is merciful. So, he always has mercy with punishment. You know, the Bible says he will by no means clear the guilty. So that means that, you know, as, as he's showing you mercy, he still punishes you. He will not leave the guilty unpunished. Yeah. So it's a, like a mixture. Do you see? For instance, in, 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 in uh, sentencing in court, they sentence you to, let's say, 20 years in prison. You see, but as soon as they sentence you, there's mercy in it because you serve two thirds. So, uh, as you hear, 20 years, that means 2020, 2042, or 2041. Immediately, one third of it it takes off. You see, and then that's seven years. So, it becomes like, 14 years, 13 to 14 years. So the 20 years immediately has a merciful component in it. That's, that's like judgment or punishment and then mercy has added to it. That's how God is. It's like this punishment and then there's some mercy element coming from somewhere. That's how God is. Yeah. And then as you are serving the sentence, do you see there's still options and possibilities for mercy to come into the judgment that is happening to you. That, that's how God is. It's not like, oh, God is merciful, so he doesn't do any bad thing to anybody who does bad things. No, no, no. There's judgment. That's why you should, you should also fear sin. Because uh, God has his own way of dealing with us. Now, so when David had to choose, he said, you know what? Let me fall into the hand of the Lord for very great are his mercies, but let me not fall into the hand of man. So David said, you know what? That I, I'll choose the third option. The one that has just depends on you and no human being is involved because human beings are wicked. How many realize that human beings are wicked starting with you? Yes. People are wicked, though. Starting with you. Yes. Some of you thank God that you are not a, a dictator in charge of a nation. Like people will be dropped in the Atlantic Ocean every night for being rude to you. Huh? Thank God. Some of the small, small girls you see here, if they were in power, eh? you'd be shocked. You only less small and beautiful, but Charlie. Turn to the nearest lady who is not smiling and say, it looks like you are the Bokasa in the church. 
I see some people looking at me without smiling. And I'm, I'm suspicious. Hmm. Let me now fall into the hand of the Lord for very great are his mercies. Verse 14. So the Lord sent pestilence upon Israel and there fell 70,000. Last week we passed 3 million people dead from the current pandemic. 3 million. And God sent an angel to Jerusalem to destroy it. So a lot of things are caused by angelic activity. Now as he was destroying, do you see, as God was destroying the people through the angel, he repented him of the evil and said to the angel that destroyed, it is enough, it's enough. <laughs> it's enough, it's enough. How many want God to say it's enough, it's enough? <laughs> so God said it's enough. Now, listen to what he said. It is enough. Stay now thine hand. And the angel of the Lord stood by the threshing floor or the office of Onan, the Jebusite. So the angel was killing and reached Onan's house. So Onan was the next one to die. He and his family. So it was at Onan's house that the Lord said, hey, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Onan, not Onan, the other Onan. (laughs) And David lifted up his eyes and saw the angel stand between earth and heaven having a drawn sword. And David said to God, Is it not I that commanded the people to be numbered? Even I, it is that have sinned and done evil. But as for these sheep, what have they done? Let thy hand, I pray thee, O Lord, be on me and my father's house. You see, children, when you are born, you don't know what your father has done and even the prayer that he has prayed like, he should let the punishment come on his children in the house. No, you you haven't done anything. Oh! You come into the world, you give your life to Christ, not knowing that your father said that, let the punishment be on me and then my, 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 my family, which is you, you that have been born. Huh? Then the angel of the Lord commanded God to say to David that David should go up and set up an altar So he should go and set up a place to make a sacrifice. Or a place to give an offering. So David went up at the saying and spoke in the name of the Lord. Verse 20. Look at it all. And Onan turned back and saw the angel and his four sons. With him hid themselves. So Onan was with his four children. That's why I told you that children are pitifully added to things. So Onan was about to die with his four children because of David's sin of numbering. (laughs) Which up to today, we don't really know what is wrong with the numbering, but it's like, Charlie, it's something that's not wanted. Wow. Now, as David came to Onan, 
Onan looked and saw David and went out and bowed himself. And David said to Onan, listen, excuse me. Give me this place. I want to build an altar to the Lord. Give it to me for the full price. So that, so that what? The plague or the curse may be stayed. How many want the curse to stop in your life? Yeah, you see, I'm showing you how to end curses. Yes, how to stop things. Things that are going on and on and on and on. Things that are not ending. Problems that are not finishing. How do you end it? And he said, give me, give me a place in your house. How much, how much are your cows? How much are your cows? Bring, bring them, bring four. How much is it? Oh, then Onan said, oh, take it as as an offering. He said, no, 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 no. I'm here to make an offering. I'm not here to receive gifts. Receiving gifts is different from me giving an offering. And I want the plague to end. The curse to end. The problem to be brought to a conclusion. Today your problem is being brought to a conclusion. I need you to believe in God. Don't, don't, don't give things you don't believe in. God doesn't need things from you. You need God. God doesn't need you. You need God. I'm telling you. You need God. God doesn't need anything from you. There's nothing you have for him. There's nothing you can do that's going to change anything about God. You need God. We need God. We need God. We need God. Don't come to the house of God thinking, oh, I'm coming to help do this. I'm happy to do You're helping nothing. That's why your absence will not change much. Let's try to believe that our absence doesn't change much. That the plague, I like that part, verse 22, that the plague, the curse, the plague, the trouble, the problem may be stayed from the people. And Onan said, take what is good, I give it all. And David said, no, no, I'll buy it for the full price, that which is thine. I will not offer burnt offerings without cost. And so David gave to Onan for the place 600 shekels of gold. And when you go to Israel today, their currency is still shekels. That's the currency. That's how you see this. They use shekels. And David built an altar and offered offerings, burnt offerings, and peace offerings, and called upon the Lord. He prayed. He gave offerings and prayed. And the Lord commanded the angel that he put up his sword again into the sheath. Put away your gun, he told the angel. Put it back, put it back. When he had the offerings and he had the prayers, then he said, put it back. At that time, when David saw that the Lord had answered him in the threshing floor of Onan, then he sacrificed there. So David went further. And made even more sacrifices. Probably sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. For the tabernacle of the Lord. Which Moses made in the wilderness. And the altar of the burnt offering. Were at the season. In the high place at Gibeon. Verse 30. But David could not go before it to inquire of the Lord. For he was afraid. Because of the sword of the Lord. He had learned his lesson. You see. 
you must learn your lessons. Learn your lessons well. In his timing, he will tell where to go, what to do, what to say. So, you must learn your lessons well. Learn your lessons. Learn your lessons well. Because God is training us. And God is teaching. All of you young people, learn to be generous. Learn to give offerings as part of your fight. As part of your warfare. Give your life. Some of you, God wants you to give your life and then the curse will end. The offering God is expecting of you is not even cash. It's yourself, like he's the human being. He's expecting the human being. The whole human. That's what he wants. And that will end the curse. Some of you, the offering you give is your fasting. Your stomach that you lay down. For three days or two days. Or four days. And you put it down and say, Lord, here I am. I put down my life. Or even to give God two days or three days of your life to pray and wait on him. And give yourself up to God. God is looking for our sacrifice so that the curse can end. I know today, everyone watching by television, as you've joined us again for this live service, YouTube, whatever, watching, whatever method you are watching by, God wants to bring curses to an end. You know, since I started to encourage people to give to build churches, you know, I've been in this church for, many, for more than 30 years. I've not seen people being able to give that amount as easily as they are giving it. It's as if they are giving um, something small. But I've been here for years. Raising funds. And I've seen people at big programs raising funds. Just one announcement. And then people start calling and say, I want to build this. I want to build this. I believe that the curse of not being able to have certain amounts of money available in your wherever, your kotoku or any place you have money. Eh? You get what I'm saying? That curse is being broken in the whole church. Because there is a freedom to give and it's like, oh, you see, a church member cannot have such an amount. No. You are being able to have certain higher levels. I have people calling, I want to build a bigger church, not a small church. I'm tired of the small church. You gave me a small thing to build. I feel ashamed of that small one. I want to do something bigger for God. It's happening. And people are getting richer and able to do. Do you know why? Because a certain curse is breaking by the sacrifice to build a house for God's people. So, let your heart be free when you are given. You know, thank God. Yes. By the grace of God. Nobody needs anything that you want to give. Yes. Nobody has needs. But when you are giving to somebody, you you know that this money, I'm giving it to this person. You will be told. When you are giving it for something, you'll be told this is going for that. We've been here for more than 35 years in the same church. So, let your faith be strong. Today, take out an Onan curse-breaking plague-ending offering. And let's give to God. How many are 
encourage that, a certain care. And do you know what care that is like? Oh, man, I never put my hand in my pocket and see thousand CDs. Shalamoza barakato barasandolaba. Or you never put your hand in your pocket and see thousand dollars. Or never put your hand and see hundred dollars. All those things are ending. Now you'll be putting your hand and you say, is this $10,000 or 10,000 CDs? I'm not sure whether it's $10,000 or 10,000 CDs. Receive the end of that curse in your life. God is opening you up to amounts. Write on your offering, amounts offering. This is an offering releasing amounts. Amounts, certain amounts that you have never seen before. It's time for a fulfillment of some of the promises you've been hearing. You see them practically. This is an amount offering. You'll soon be putting your hand into your pocket or you'll be looking. Is this CDs or dollar or euro? Amounts. I see 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000. I thank God for the one millions that are also happening in your life. You know, tw- twice people have told me somebody's going to give you one million dollars. I believe that person is around. I mean, one million dollars for the work, not for me personally, for the work. I'm sure the person's in church today. Take your offering out and let's pray over it. And let's give it. Father, we thank you as we give this offering in Jesus' name. Everyone, send your offering through Vodafone, MTN. We are taking another break and then we'll be back after the break. God bless you. Hallelujah. Now, we are just going to move on because we have just a few minutes. It says it's going to rain again at six, so we'll do this and then if we have to continue, we move into revival at the Great Hall. All right? So, I need you to settle down very quickly. And uh, I'm going to share with you going deeper and doing more. Amen. And today, I want to share with you why you can do more. Are you interested to know that? Going deeper and doing more. All right? How you can do more. Amen. Beautiful. If the rain continues, we will move to the Great Hall. But for now, we are located right here at the Jesus Savior of the World Square. So try to get bit of water. My feet are completely wet because I, I had to walk through the river. So don't worry if you're a little wet. Don't you get wet sometimes at home? And then I don't see the fuss. All right? There are so many churches which meet in church buildings without all these rainy disturbances. So feel free to go anywhere that has a shelter, okay? For now, our church doesn't have any shelter. So we are just enjoying the weather. Whatever the weather is, we flow. All right? 
Now, if it starts raining again, we'll take a break and then move. The reason why we don't quickly move to the Great Hall is it takes a long time for the equipment that is broadcasting to, to reset itself up over there. That is the problem. So that's why it's not so quick to move. Are you understanding me? Yeah, but it will take us another one and a half hours to get us live again. So that's why we are here. So let's try and move on, okay? Now, how you can do more. Why is going deeper and doing more important? Going deeper and doing more is very important for your life because great things are not accomplished by shallow people. Is that not so? You've got to be deeper in whatever it is you are into. Amen. And if you are not deep, you cannot do much. Amen. Now, earlier on, I was sharing with you about various buildings. All right? And how deep they are. All over the world, many of the highest buildings, all right, are so deep in the foundations, okay? And um, if you want to do more, you got to have a deep foundation. Now, I believe you'll be going soon to some of the famous buildings, the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. You'll be there soon. And when you get there, you tell them that this building has a foundation that is 50 meters deep. Would you like to know that when you get there? And the building is 828 meters high. So you just stand and say, oh, this is 828 meters high. And I know it's 50 meters deep. But I learned it in church. And they said, why? Are you, are you an engineer? I said, no, I learned it in church. In my church, we are almost engineers. All right? You'll soon be going to Korea where the lotte, you see the sign like not loto, lotte, L-O-T-T-E. Lotte, World Center is 554 meters high. And its foundation is 30 meters deep. Now, you'll soon be in San Francisco. Where the sales force tower is 326 meters high. But its foundation is almost 100 meters. 94.5 meters deep. So when somebody's running 100 meters, you turn it vertically and then it goes down vertically. And that is the height, the depth of the foundation below the ground. It depends on the type of ground you got. All right? So soon you'll be doing greater things for God because you are going deeper and you are going to do more. Can I have an amen? Now, you are going to go deeper fishing. 
for God. Now, recently we had some fish that were washed up on the shore. And we had even dolphins. And they've been smoking them and selling them and putting it in a stew. Do you see? Now, the little, little fish that we've been catching in the lagoons, you see, a lagoon, you can almost walk in it. If you go and walk it, it may not cover you. So you cannot expect to get much. But if you want to get something really big, you need to go deeper. And that is where you are going to catch greater things like whales. Now, the tongue of a whale weighs as much as an elephant. The tongue. The tongue. Can you imagine if somebody opens their mouth and the tongue that comes out is an elephant? Huh? Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you scientific facts. And the heart of a whale is the size of this car. See the car over there? Is that a, a heart? Just the heart of a whale. A blue whale. So it shows you that there are bigger things out there. It's only that you have not gone deeper. And that's why you are not doing more in terms of God and in terms of serving the Lord and doing great things for the Lord. Amen. But I soon see you doing great things because you are going to go deeper in the Lord. Draw me deeper, Lord, deeper. Of truth, draw me deeper, Lord, deeper into your love for me. Draw me deeper, Lord, deeper to the place where you are. Draw me deeper and deeper that I may. Draw me deeper, Jesus. Draw me deeper, Lord, deeper into your word of truth. Draw me deeper, Lord, deeper into your love Draw me. Draw me deeper, Lord, deeper to the place where you are. Draw me deeper and deeper that I may know your heart. The blood vessels of a whale, you can swim in them. This is the size of your ministry very soon. I said, this is the size of your ministry very soon. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, drilling oil 
vertical depth of one of the oil drills, oil mines or whatever it's called is 9.58 kilometers. Yes. 9.58 kilometers. That is from here almost to Pedria, uh, beyond Pedriasi to the toll booth. Is this, that's that straight down to the pipe. One is 10.5 BP, British Petroleum. 10.58 kilometers vertically down to get what? Oil. Going deeper and doing more. You'll soon be there. Hallelujah. So, brothers and sisters, on this very cold afternoon, eh? God is telling you (laughs) yes, that you must go deeper and do more. Amen. Are you excited about that? Now, before we have to stop again, and if we do stop too quickly, we are going to move to the great hall and that will be a longer break. I want us to look at why or how you can go, you can do more. Number one, you can do more and go deeper by comparing what you are doing now with what you used to do. You see, you must always be doing more than you used to do. So if you are not doing as much as you were doing, then you find out that God is speaking to you to do more. Revelations chapter 2 verse 18. It says, To the angel of the church in Thyatira, write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. I know your deeds, your love, your faith, your service, and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. You are now doing what? More than you did at first. You see, doing more always comes to those who analyze themselves truthfully. If I was 25 years old and I was winning souls, if I was a student and I was waiting on God, if I was a lay person and I was able to fast and pray and go on outreach then I asked myself am I doing more than I was doing at first are you with me so brothers and sisters going deeper and doing more starts with you telling yourself I am not doing as much as I was even doing at first. 
And that's what God wrote, the letter he wrote to the church at Thyatira. That, hey, brothers and sisters, you are not doing, you are doing more than you were doing at first. And I'm happy about it. Amen. Wow. My iPad is wet. Beautiful. Wow. What a blessing. Beautiful. Point number two. You are going to do more because of your obedience. How you can do more. The first is by seeing what you used to do. Philemon chapter 1 verse 21. Having confidence in thy obedience, I wrote unto thee, Knowing that thou also will do more than I say. So I have confidence in your what? Obedience. And the obedience that you have is giving me confidence that you will do more. If you want to do more, you have to increase your obedience. Now if you look at your life, you realize that you are obedient only up to a point. You see, nowadays I don't react to people's disobedience as I used to. So that has resulted in some people growing in ignorant pride. Thinking that their disobedience is successfully camouflaged. Are you with me? Yes. You see, one day, I, one of my pastors was doing something. And then I reacted to it. And I gave an instruction. And when I gave the instruction, this brother later became offended and then he left. But later as I was analyzing, I was thinking to myself that this brother cried that I said, why are you doing this or why are you not doing this? When I look at so many other of my pastors, they are also not doing it. So why, why did I bother to even say something to this guy that he has become offended and he has left? So I realized that you know, it's not one person who is being disobedient. A number of people are disobedient up to a point. God said to the Israelites, 40 years you grieved me in the wilderness. God wasn't angry with them for just one day. 40 years you grieved me and saw my works. 40 years. 
Jesus knew who would betray him, that's Judas, long before he betrayed him. It is in John 5. He mentioned that he knew those who would betray him. It wasn't in chapter 21. So, the truth is that many of us are obedient only to a point. Only to a point. And God God is saying that I have confidence that you will do more because of your obedience. Your obedience is giving me confidence that you are going to do more. Amen. Your obedience is giving me confidence that you are going to do more. Amen. So tell your neighbor, I'm expecting a greater obedience from you. Yeah. I'm expecting greater obedience from you from now. Amen. Now ask your neighbor, tell me, I don't want you to give me seven. Tell me two areas that you need to increase your obedience. Now tell me two areas. Tell the person it's raining. Say it quickly. It's raining. Okay. Number three. You are going to do more. I'm showing you how you can do more. By increasing your love for Jesus Christ. John 21 verse 15. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these people? Do you love me more? And Peter said, I do. Then he said, feed my sheep. In other words, Go deeper and then do more so that I myself will see that you love me more. And so Jesus was looking for love. And he knew that the more love you have, the more you can feed the sheep and do well. Do you think I'm feeding the sheep for a salary? Let's be serious. Somebody saw me sitting with some young people. I was chatting with them. I was playing with them the whole afternoon. And he was saying, hey, you really like these people. Do you think I'm talking to the people because of a salary? Let's be serious. Peter, do you love me more than this? Katabora Sandolama. The more love you have, the more you can do more. for God more when you have love of the Holy Ghost. Not love of Jesus, but love of the Holy Ghost. Romans chapter 15 verse 29. I shall come in the fullness of blessings. How many want the fullness of blessings? Now I beseech you brethren for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit. The love of what? The spirit. That you strive together with me in your prayers. 
because of your love of the spirit, your love of the power, your love of the anointing, your love of the spirit of God, you have the fullness of blessings upon your life. May you have the love of the anointing. This morning I was looking at Kenneth Hagin and then suddenly the atmosphere changed in my study. And I realized that an anointing has entered the room. Because of the love of the spirit and the love of the anointing. I detected the anointing in the room. The love of the spirit. 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 The love of the the anointing. It will make you bear much fruit for God. Receive more anointing on your life. Receive not just an anointing, but a love of the Spirit of God. Stand to your feet, everybody. The love of the Spirit. Not only loving Jesus, but receive the love of the Spirit of God. Yes. Loving the spirit. The scent of the spirit. The power of his presence. The difference it makes when the spirit is somewhere. What a love. The love of the spirit. Put your hand on your heart and receive the love of the spirit of God. On your life today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father we give you thanks. And we give you praise. For all you've done for us this day. Bless everyone, Lord. Yes, touch our lives in Jesus' name. Thank you for taking us deeper to do more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As every head is bowed, if you want to give your life to Jesus, lift your hand like this. I'll pray with you where you are standing. Lift it, lift it up high. Okay, let's pray. Say this prayer. Everyone join it. Say, Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Make me a new person. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, dear Lord, in Jesus' name, for saving me. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. You are going deeper and doing more. Now, we have attempted to take offerings three ta- two times. We are taking for the third time. This time, I believe we will be successful. Amen. Take your offering out if you are still part of the service. Are we still online? Yes or no? I, don't, I can't see. Yes, okay. We are doing more. Rain or shine? I say rain or shine. God is a God of rainy weather as well as a God of sunshine weather. You are receiving the love of the spirit. When you, when you love the spirit, eh, you suddenly sense that he's there. I tell you, you suddenly feel it is here. Something is here. Something has changed. Oh, yes. When I'm listening to Papa Hagen, I see suddenly there's something changed. I said, listen, this is it. The power has arrived. Nakoto Ramasa Yes. Take your offering out for the love of the Spirit, love of God, love of Jesus offering.
Yes, take it out and let me pray. Give your second, your third, your tithes, everything, please. Today I pass through the center. So many things. Our air conditioners, I think they are at the Suez Canal or somewhere coming. Kalama Soparabasikala. Ah. God is giving us a taste of the air conditioner now. What it is like to be in an air conditioned church. Yes. It's happening practically. Take out your offering. How many love God and love Jesus and love the Spirit? I love the Spirit, I tell you. As I look at Kenneth Hagin today, I say, I thank God that this man is my father. And I never disconnected or made any funny whatever about him up till today. I honor him. Yes. Jesus said, I have not a devil. I honor my father. I recognize him and mention his name. Yes. Lift your offering. Father, thank you for blessing us in this amazing service today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Receive your offering right now. Some ashes are there. Place your offering in. If you are giving online, there's a thousand ways to pay. It's all on one screen. You can see every country is there. Sow your seed. Those who are building an unknown plague ending, curse demolition offering and church building, be part of the builders. Make that phone call this week and say, please, are you the secretary of the man? I want to build a church and you'll be shown where. As I speak now, that our archbishop is in the, I don't know whether north or Bono East. He's dedicating about 30 buildings. Yes. He's dedicating 30 buildings. You'll soon see the pictures at Flow Prayer Meeting. Amen. Huh? He's dedicating 50 church buildings. Yes. Amazing. That have been built. The buildings that people are giving to build. Yes. Huh? Yes. We are yet to take a loan, I hear. <laughs> are you excited? Get ready for Holy Communion in the rain. Only that the bread will be a little wet, but it's still Holy Communion. God is a God of the rainy season as well as the God of the dry season. Hurry up with the offering. And are you giving your tithes, your offerings, your gifts? Your church buildings, everything. Your missionary cars. Please sow seeds of Pajeros, Land Cruisers, and any other cars God will touch you to give. So that we can pass them on to various centers all over the world. Amen. Is it a powerful gift? Sow your seed. You can also sow a tiko. That one will be used internally. Uh, and also you can go to UD News UD News, that is for the UD I mean, I, I, say, I know it's first lab, but I'm just announcing for them, UD News you get it, and you can see all this, any, anything about the church, if there's any information, it will be at UD News on Facebook or 
you just Google UD News, like how you go to Joy FM online or whatever. UD News online. All right? So get it. And you, you'll be blessed. Amen. Are you glad about UD News? Okay. Take out. Uh, the offering is coming. Father, everyone who has given in the rainy season, let rain begin falling in his life. All those who were able to stay in the rain, let a supernatural rain fall upon them too. Those who said, I love God and I want, to be, I want God, even though it is rain, bless them mightily with supernatural latter rains. Latter rains. Latter rains upon their life. Let everything they are doing grow. Let it increase and flourish and prosper. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now take your holy communion. By this communion you will prosper. Do you know why? The Bible says the cup of blessing. Which we bless. Is it not the communion of the Lord? Lift up your bread right now. Father, we thank you for the cup of blessing. Which we bless. Bless us Lord. And as we eat this bread. Let us flush out all diseases and sicknesses from our bodies. Across the whole world. Whoever is watching. We flush out diseases. Viruses. Bacteria. And every cancer. And every immune resistant wickedness. In the name of Jesus. Let healing come to everyone today. We receive it in Jesus name. The body of Jesus Christ. Now lift up the blood. I see you passing through the Red Sea. Pharaoh is angry behind you. He's trying to catch up with you and end your life. But by the Passover blood, you are divinely rescued from the clutches of wicked and unreasonable men. May your deliverance be complete and permanent. May the blood of Jesus answer every question about you. May you be forgiven and shown mercy because of the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus. Lift your hand for your blessing. Now as Pharaoh couldn't catch the Israelites, your enemies cannot catch up with you. As Pharaoh drowned and all his family members perished, so those that hate you shall perish. Let me hear your loudest amen. Whatever wicked thing is chasing you by night, by day, by weekend, during the week, I curse it in Jesus' name. Satan, go back. Satan, go back. Satan, go back. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. The Lord bless thee. 
the Lord keep you. The Lord increase you. The Lord be gracious to you. And the Lord show you mercy. May you receive a phone call of welcome news this week. In the name of he who died on the cross and rose up triumphantly after three days. Receive this blessing and let me hear your loudest. Amen. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.